0: Hello, it's Caroline, and I'm here to tell you that the episode you're about to listen to was recorded a long time ago, back when I used Patreon, back when I ran lots of different workshops and programs that I do not run anymore, and back before the Fuck It Diet book. So if I refer to any of these obsolete offerings while you're listening, just know that even though my Patreon and other programs don't exist anymore, You can find helpful resources by going to thefuckadiet.com slash more. You can also read the beginning of the Fuck a Diet book for free from my site. Lastly, this podcast is extremely messy, and it was actually intentionally messy and unstructured because that was the only way I could inspire myself to start and continue this podcast. I needed the lowest stakes possible. And though this podcast remains very low budget and has remained messy throughout the years until now, if you want slightly more structured and streamlined episodes, listen to the more recent episodes. All right, enjoy. I guess I shouldn't have decided to start this podcast recording right as I'm doing laundry. So my house is so tiny, that the only way to get a washing machine and dryer into my house is through a window because it won't fit up the stairs because the stairs are tiny and twisty like a hobbit home or like a home for like an elf. Um, And so I had this broken washing machine. They, you know, it's easier for them to just fix the part. So anyway, it, it really is loud and it like, shakes the whole house so in a little while we're going to be it's going to be like we're in an earthquake so we'll see what that feels like on the podcast anyway welcome to episode 24 of the fuck it diet radio i am caroline duner i am your host and the creator of the etc and so forth um today i'm going to read a new blog post i'm going to read um I'm gonna answer some questions, some listener questions, and um, and just fuck a diet follower questions. And I'm also going to maybe read um, another blog post that I wrote on my, my personal site, uh, but maybe not. You know, I really don't have a, a good hard plan. But anyway, um, before we get started with me reading the newest blog post on the fuck a diet, I just want to mention an update with Fueteer Academy. Fucketeer Academy used to be a monthly membership site where you could sign up and you could get these core lessons that I would teach, um, these video lessons about limiting beliefs and why your mantras aren't working for you and how to um, work with intentions and a little bit about emotions and grounding and how to do some simple energy work on your limiting beliefs. And I have this foodies course. And then on top of that, what I would have is I would have these monthly themes and these monthly calls. And at a certain point, I started offering just the self-study version for people who didn't want to get tied up in monthly fees and monthly themes and who just sort of wanted my poor lessons without the extra added stuff. And basically, I've been running Fucketeer Academy, the monthly version, for over a year. And for me, right now, what I'm trying to do and the the time that I need and the space that I need to, to write the book and everything, um, I feel like the monthly part has come to a natural end for a little bit that, might cha- that may change in the future. I may add monthly calls that you can sign up for. But for right now, Fucketeer Academy is a self-study course. And there's all the stuff that you get, all these lessons that you get when you sign up, and you also get access to the past archived Q and A's that I did with the monthly Fucketeer Academy students. So there's really a lot of information, Um, but it is not a monthly membership course, but there's also a Facebook group. So uh, at the end of this month, I'm going to be sending out an email to everybody who has bought Fucketeer Academy in the past and either quit the monthly part and also anyone who's bought the Magic Package. And I'm just going to invite you guys to the private Facebook group so you can kind of be in there and talk to each other about the lessons. But other than that, if you're interested in joining, it's not joining, I guess, because it's not monthly membership, but um, buying it and becoming a -a fucketeer. Um, it is $50. There are a lot of amazing lessons. It's, I like to call it anti-diet school and energy work. And yeah, that's my update there. I'm going to be offering other things as we go along, other little courses that I've been writing, a course about chronic health that I've been writing, and I'm going to get out pretty soon. But, uh, that is my change with Bucketeer Academy, and I will update further as things change and morph and evolve. All right. So without further ado, here is my Pointless theme song, and then
1: this episode. Do you hear my washing machine? It is shaking my house. I don't know. Yeah,
0: you can hear it. I know you can. I feel it, it's shaking my couch. I feel it. Okay, I'm gonna find what I was looking for. I find it, it's gonna be amazing. What I was looking for was my website, blog so professional it's amazing okay this is what i wrote this is what i wrote uh being unwilling to gain weight it's important to remember that the more you resist your weight the harder or more impossible it will be to get to a neutral and should i wait until this washing machine stops doing this hold on let me check Okay, I'm back. Let me start again. It's still on, but whatever. I'm really sorry. This is like, I should have like a studio or whatever, but I don't. Um, It's important to remember that the more you resist your weight, the harder or more impossible it will be to get to a neutral and intuitive place with food. That is the big missing piece I see in other people's intuitive eating work and teachings. When I see teachers who are trying to teach normal eating but are promising weight loss or not highlighting how corrosive and destructive our cultural fat phobia is, that is a big red flag to me. Lessons on listening to your hunger are going to fall short no matter what if you are still petrified of your body and your body weight. That's still a diet masked as intuitive eating. In this way, the Fuck it Diet not only teaches radical ideas on bio- the biology of hunger, famine, metabolism, and appetite, but also a very, important sp- a very important spotlight on how our cultural obsession with weight loss has created widespread disordered and dysfunctional eating. There are definitely other teachers who teach similar radical body positive ways of eating normally, Isabel Fox and Duke, Summer Inanen, Um, christy harrison but there are so many who kind of feed into our deep desire to fit in to our disordered cultural relationship to weight and fat but beware of intuitive eating teachers who promise weight loss or who simply do not talk about how body image directly affects your ability to be normal with food listen now my my um my washing machine stopped. Okay. Ask yourself, what are the specific ways you are still avoiding or resisting your body and your weight? Are you still unwilling to gain weight as part of this process? What are the emotional or belief-based reasons why? What has this culture what has this culture convinced you of that keeps you so stuck? What could your life be like if you eschewed, what a word, eschewed that bullshit? what parts of you do you insist on hating what are the things about your body that you are convinced are fully legitimate for you to hate these places that we are still resisting are the places that will keep us stuck and miserable and in limbo as far as the fuck a diet and full food intuition is concerned um yeah that is my newest thing and you know what's really strange is it just sort of brought me to this like at the bottom of my posts it 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 imposed related posts and this is one that I don't think that I've read on the podcast so I'm gonna I'm gonna read it but I posted it September 7th 2015 so that's like almost two years ago and it's called I just won't eat too much after years of dieting I thought the answer would be intuitive eating this is it. Yes, I figured it out. I'll just eat whatever I want, but I just won't eat too much. I'll listen really closely to my hunger and all the signs that my body is giving me about what I should be eating, and therefore, I'll eat basically perfectly, and I'll be really skinny for good, just like I've always wanted, because it'll be coming from within. Boom, I figured it out. Everything in moderation. It's all fine in moderation. Here's the problem with that. Doing this intuitive eating diet, which is exactly what that is, or the hunger fullness diet, which is what um, Isabel Fox and Dew calls it, doing that for the purpose of being skinny is already flawed. You're already trying to manipulate the outcome and already set up to feel guilty when your body wants things that you don't want it to want. And if there's one thing I've learned about real normal eating and real intuitive eating, it's that the pendulum swing to um, to the state of I'm starving and I want all the brownies all of the time, that pendulum swing from restriction to wanting to eat everything in sight is real and it is extremely necessary. In mini mod, which is a method that I don't teach, but it's something that's very similar to the way that I've experienced the beginning of the fuck-a-diet, mod is a method geared towards recovery from extreme restrictive eating disorders. Part of that pendulum swing comes with something that they call extreme hunger, where your body wants and actually needs tens of thousands of calories a day sometimes for metabolism and tissue repairs, and also just freaking feed me and show me that I'm actually going to be fed. My own experience covering, not from anorexia officially, but restrictive eating disorders for 10 years, and also in my experiences in helping people who have dieted for years, is that that pendulum swing from restriction to a lot of hunger, hunger that is kind of scary to you and doesn't feel healthy, that pendulum swing is a very real and necessary part of this entire experience. So deciding to eat intuitively, but not too much, in quotes, Paired with the necessity of giving into extreme hunger on the path to normal eating is the perfect storm. Or more, just it won't work. It backfires. It's going to act as a diet. It's going to get in the way of your need to surrender to maybe some hunger that feels kind of irrational and crazy and scary. And that is why intuitive eating never truly worked for me all those years ago. I didn't write all those years ago. I wrote all those years. Oh, that makes sense too. Um, Actually, I thought it was working for a bit each time, and I even lost weight sometimes because I was like so psychotically listening to my hunger, but then like getting hungry a half an hour later anyway. Um, I wasn't as obsessive as I was on diets because I did know that I was able to eat what I wanted, but it was still disordered, and it was still dysfunctional, and it was still a diet. I used it as a diet. It was my little obsessive but not as obsessive way to think I was getting over it all. But it's not real healing. It's not real healing for the mind or body. And there was always the swing back. There was always the inevitable weight gain or the decision to go on another, better diet that was going to somehow heal me. Because I was still able to fall off the wagon and do it wrong eat more than I was hungry for and be like what I thought this I thought I was healed um but only what does this say but oh not only that but being constantly stressed about whether you're eating the right amount or the right foods is miserable it's just not real freedom and it doesn't actually work long run you're still fighting with your weight silently fighting with your food and living in the mental restriction that Um, place of guilt and shoulds around food so you've got to go on the fuck it diet for real um whoa I said the doors to my six-month life recovery
1: program close tonight till December
0: join us now well that's crazy that was my first program um okay basically there are some major typos in this I'm gonna pause this so I can rectify it and I'll be right back I turned on the dryer. Always something new and exciting to get in the way. Um, all right, so I'm going to read another post from August 2000. Oh, August 7, 2014. And it's called Why I Don't Teach Intuitive Eating, which is a half lie, but also true. And this is what it says When people are learning not to diet, normally the first thing they try to learn is intuitive eating, which often backfires. Intuitive eating, in its most essential meaning, is great. Eating intuitively is what we all can and should be doing. Eating should be effortless and stress-free, and it should be nearly thoughtless to figure out what you want to eat, how much, and when you stop eating. Eating intuitively can be learned. It can be learned. I learned to do it. However, when you start to teach an obsessive disordered eater, to rate their hunger and make sure they're only eating when they're hungry and to stop at a certain number on the hunger scale, that is a recipe for disaster. There's more worry, there's more obsession and the fears over not doing it right. While I would never encourage anyone to not get in tune with their own hunger signals, I think people should do it on their own time, at their own pace and generally not worry about it too much. Eating intuitive, what? Eating intuitive. I think I meant to say in eating intuitively. Eating intuitively is already intuitive. Stop overcomplicating it. Once diet thoughts and restriction and fear are out of the way, the body just eats intuitively. That is the definition. Overthinking intuitive eating is inherently not intuitive. Listening to your body is always a good thing, but don't let silly rules get in your way. Chronic dieters cling to intuitive eating rules because it makes them feel safe. It makes them feel like they still have control and a way to tell if they're doing it right and to try and make sure they don't eat, quote unquote, too much. Guess what? There is no doing it right. This is eating, not math homework. Every single person and every single day is different. Every person has a different way of normal eating. You can't eat normally like someone else because they're normal doesn't mean it's right for you. These are the kinds of things that intuitive eating can teach you if you listen long enough. I don't know what that sentence is supposed to mean. That's a really stupid, dumb sentence. If, if, if you had been doing this since you were a child, meaning eating intuitively, and had never dieted, you'd do it without blinking. You would eat without blinking. Well, you should probably blink while you're eating because you shouldn't go too long without <laughs> blinking. All right, this is a bad paragraph. But since you learned some wacky habits and fears over weight and food, you have to slowly get back there again. Real intuitive eating is not about rules. Real intuitive eating does not involve a numbered hunger scale and perfect satiation. Because remember, perfect satiation doesn't exist, and that is something I linked back to. I wonder if I already read that. So in conclusion, here are some actions that I do encourage. Just eat a lot and feel how you feel was well, not that good advice, Caroline? Number two, pay attention to how your body feels all the time, not just when eating. Oh, that's actually really good advice. I'm going to pat myself on the back for that. Once you're, number three, once your food fears are gone, you will start to eat intuitively. No hunger skills involved. Number four, intuitive eating isn't all or nothing. Every day is different. Some days you'll be more in tune than others. Number five, there is no doing it right. Once you are actually eating and living intuitively, your way of doing it right will be the only way to follow. Ah, look at that. I had lots of typos in this one too, so I'm gonna fix it and I'll be right back, my friends. You know, it's a big shame. Most of my old links are broken because at a certain point along the way, I changed the formatting. Ugh. I changed the um, the setting on how the links of my blog post were uh, what the hyperlink was it used to have the date in it and I wanted to take out the date so it was just the fuckadiet.com slash title and so all my old links had the date in it I know that this might make no sense to some of you but either way my links are all broken which really is a shame so ugh. anyway um, So what I'm going to do now is I'm going to move on to a question that I got from someone new to the fuck it diet, um, and someone very, very nervously experiencing extreme hunger and really not trusting the process and wanting to, um, and writing me lots of emails and I responded saying, okay, well I don't do, (laughs) I don't give like personal, um, coaching over email to every single person who emails me because I would literally never, Um, get away from my computer. However, I will talk about it on the podcast because I think it's something that a lot of people experience and is worth mentioning again. So um, she wrote to me and she said, Dear Caroline, do you think I have a set point when I have PCOS? Which um, Which is actually something that I was diagnosed with, PCOS polycystic ovarian syndrome, And it's essentially described as a hormonal and metabolic condition where that is caused by insulin resistance. And these are things that I don't necessarily actually agree with at the end of the day. Um, But there's this fear, and you know, so many people who are diagnosed with polycystic ovarian syndrome are told to lose weight and that that's the only way to try and manage it. And then all of those people, of course, get extremely obsessed with dieting if they weren't already before. And it's just a recipe for disaster because that puts you at even more odds with your body and your metabolism gets messed up and it's not good for you, etc. cetera. Um, and I responded, everyone has a set range. Um, the surest way to raise a natural set range, or a weight set range, is dieting. Um, She also wrote in the free Facebook group all about how um, she had been eating like 800 calories a day and over-exercising and lost all of this weight. I mean, that's you know that's a restrictive eating disorder, and now she's experiencing this extreme hunger that is really really scaring her. And what I want to say for anyone else who is experiencing that, first of all. I am not qualified to work with restrictive eating disorders, though of course it is a gray area in between restrictive eating disorders and in between chronic dieting. Um, And so what I always have to say as a disclaimer is that the things that I have to say about chronic dieting often also apply to restrictive eating disorders, but just listening to my advice alone and just reading my blog alone is not enough for you if you have eating disorder so just keep that in mind always Um, my work is a supplement and it is rather spiritual in nature yes it taps just a little bit into some biological and metabolic stuff um, that that will help you get to a place of of surrender but um, you know you know what I'm saying anyway when you eat so little for a while and are over-exercising and under-eating and losing weight that way, there's just no way from a biological standpoint that you can just snap into regular eating. There's just no way. Your body won't just calmly kind of mosey back up to um, a natural weight set range for you while you eat, you know, luxurious, like, Mediterranean delicacies, you know, whatever, you know, that's sort of like what we think we're going to do when we begin to eat intuitively. We're like, I'm just going to eat really good food that's delicious but very healthy, decadent but healthy, and I'm just going to eat a little bit. I'm going to listen really hard, and I'm going to exercise too because I'm going to become really healthy in the process. And we're just fooling ourselves because what your body wants after it's been starved for a week or 10 years is fucking rest and fucking calories and weight gain your body needs to go through this very necessary healing process of rest and a lot of hunger and a lot of food and weight gain and sort of like resetting your entire adrenal and hormonal and metabolic um, kind of blueprint and you need to prove to your body that there's food, ample food, you're not in a famine anymore. If we're gonna think about this from a super um, biological survival standpoint, that is logical. It's completely logical and, um, and responsible of your body to go through that phase to make sure that it's actually going to be fed ongoing. There's no reason that the body would ever let you get to a saner, calmer place with food if it thinks that there's still a famine if it if it thinks that it's still going to be denied so the extreme hunger yeah it's really freaky because you're like how could I possibly need this much food I've been eating this much food for x amount of weeks or whatever but if you just kind of step back and look at it from this survival and famine perspective it does make sense that is what I have to say on that Another thing that I want to say is um, there is somebody who wrote in the Facebook group as well. And they said, I feel like I physically can't diet anymore. As soon as I even think about um, restricting or eating less, my body physically gets hungrier and just like physically backlashes against just the thought of dieting because I've dieted so many times in the past. And yes, that's exactly what happens. And this is something that Isabel Fox and Duke talks about, and she calls it emotional restriction. But it's also this phenomenon of like your brain and your awareness and memory of being put on diets. Um, the more you put yourself on diets, the less you are able to even think about diets without having a, a physical backlash. And actu- your body actually panics And thinks that it's going to go into the starvation state and so it becomes fixated on food immediately and i call this mental restriction where even thinking about restricting or even thinking that you should be eating less can actually send your body into the state of of um of of craving more food because it's trying to prevent Dying from famine. And yes, it seems absurd if you feel like you're always overeating, but it actually makes sense on this biological um, level. (sighs) All right. So what I would like to say, and this is probably a short episode as well, but I'm going to wrap things up here. But I... um, Um, taking questions for the podcast if you go to the fuckadiet.com slash podcast page of course I wanted it to be the fuckadiet.com slash podcast but for some reason it won't let me do that I'm not quite sure why so it's the fuckadiet.com slash podcast page all one word podcast page and you can ask questions for this podcast on there I cannot guarantee that I will answer all of them, but I will probably answer a good chunk of them. And it'll be a nice little way to, um, stay in touch with people who are listening and who are reading. And it, um, will be something that I'll pepper into other episodes and depending on how many I get that are answerable or not the same question, maybe I'll do whole episodes of answering questions who even knows. Um so that's the plan, the slash podcast page. You can support this podcast with as low as one dollar a month, and it actually really is helpful to help me host it and put aside the time to record it, etc., at Patreon, P A T R E O N.com slash Caroline Duner. And other than that, subscribe on iTunes. I don't really know where else you can subscribe besides iTunes, but
1: uh,
0: I don't know anything about anything that's not Apple, and I'm sorry about it. But um, all right, guys, thank you so much for listening and for trusting me and trusting yourself and trusting your body or even just thinking about trusting yourself and trusting your body. It will be worth it, I promise, and I will talk to you next time. And if you want to get my magical anti-diet energy work lessons, Buy Fucketeer Academy for $50. Um, the price may be going up in the future, so get it for $50 now, and I'll talk to you next time. Goodbye. Guys, remember when I used to do songs? I think I'm going to do one right now. If I can remember it.
1: <clears throat> they bought a for the sailor And they heard his tale of a world.
0: shaky but it could have been way worse. That was um fish and bird by Tom Waits. Alright, bye. See you next time.